Welcome to the Fifth Dimension. Hey, you weirdos. Welcome back to another installment of the Fifth Dimension Podcast. My name is Juan, and over there is my brother and co-host, Luis. What's up, what's up, what's up, you weirdos? The last episode, we discussed the Mandela Effect. Yeah, we were talking about uh, the Mandela Effect and how it might be a shift in reality. For example, you know, Fruit of the Loom, you know, our Chinese, nobody could remember if it was the, (laughs) if the, if the Fruit of the Loom company had the cornucopia, or if it didn't have the cornucopia on its tag. That's uh, right. That was that's one right. of the examples. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we both landed on a faulty memory. So people don't remember as accurately as they think. Yeah, I think that's where we uh, concluded that maybe it could just be faulty memory. And if you want to learn more about it, listen to our last episode titled Mandela Effect. So, Luis, you and I, we were talking about growing up. Uh, we are 80s babies growing up in the 90s. Man, I remember staying up late at night just to listen to the radio to hear a favorite song. Talking about memory, right? Yeah. No, no, yeah, me too. I remember that too. And I remember this was the age of cassette players. They were still, they were still all the rage. Yeah, Yeah, cassette player, dude, throwing all the way back. And then CDs were just coming onto the scene. Uh, So for some of our audience who may not know, uh, if you were truly important in somebody's life, you record a mixtape or burn a CD for them. Shit, I guess I'm an asshole or selfish asshole. <laughs> I only made mixtapes for myself. Well, you thought of yourself as a very important person, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, man. I guess so. Shit, that's why I did it. So we're talking about, right, all this reminiscing and all of this stuff. I'm thinking about, like, listening to radio. I, as you know, Luis, I listen to a lot of radio. Having lived in various cities and towns with you, we moved, our family moved around a lot. Um, and typically I would switch yeah. through all the radio stations just to get the vibe of which radio stations were solid and which ones were just not it. Um, I mean, I mean, shit, dude. Growing up where we grew up, uh, fucking middle of nowhere, it was hard to get any radio stations, any good radio stations, right? Oh, absolutely. On, on a good on a good day, you could probably catch some of the good Lubbock stations uh, in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> if it was if it was clear at night and you can capture those, those FM stations, uh, they sounded a little fuzzy. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I hated our local radio station. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think we got to recognize that <laughs> we got to recognize where we where, where we were living. Right. True. 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 So it's, it's always it always comes down to you know, region and things that are allowed by the community, right? Oh, that's true. But for me, radio will always be a classic and timeless relic. Uh, I, I think you remember... The word relic. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, now I feel old. Um, I once aspired, and you remember this, Luis, I once aspired to be a radio DJ at some point. Uh, you and I would... Uh, dad, When dad got me the... And dad and mom got me a, a recorder for Christmas, I would sit down press record and i would often bring you in as a co-host 
in our little taped recording sessions. Dang, foreshadowing, huh? Yeah. And <laughs> now here we are. So uh, a recent survey actually found that 156 million people still listen to the radio. Does that surprise you? To be honest, it does. I mean, radio is just a dinosaur right now, man. Really? It's the dinosaur. It really does. To me, it makes me go, damn, it It really has existed that long. I mean, radio has been around since the early 1900s. It hasn't evolved much in terms of uh, who is the uh, receiver and who is the broadcaster um, and transmitting, right? Yeah, we changed into a digital format. Uh, formats are starting to change, but the delivery and the content, that continues to evolve, but it doesn't change much. So... That stat does surprise me, does surprise me for a few reasons. One, people have been saying that radio died a long time ago. And I operated under the assumption that radio was just a dead art form and technology. The only reason we still have it is to keep some semblance of communication open, just in case the other ones die out, like our current cell phones, satellite communications, and all that. Uh, yet here it is, radio is still part of our modern society. The other reason is that G DJing for a radio station is what I thought was uh, my long-held dream. Now is a pipe dream. It's a dead-end job now, and that's mm. the thing. You'll you'll have to you have to be you know you have to find really good DJs, and then you'll end up finding really horrible ones. So people in general see podcasting as a new DJing frontier. Oh, is that right? <clears throat> that's right. Uh, technically, you and I are DJ personalities, aren't we? I mean, uh, we, are, we aren't we are local radio DJs, uh, unlike these local radio DJs that could be total cornballs or they actually, uh, when you listen to them long enough, it just forces you to change the station, uh, you know, the obnoxious type. But here we are. We're podcasters with a mic and a personality. Uh, I guess so, man. I mean... <laughs> um, I, I don't consider myself much of um, I don't consider myself to say someone that that's that's huge on communication like you are right uh, but I, I do find it as uh, interesting little hobby for now and I do like it it's pretty fun yeah 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 um, so as we're talking about radio and broadcasting uh, how we listen to music has also evolved because now um, now we do streaming, right? Po streaming was, is very, very popular. Um, oh, yeah. Admittedly, I will let you know, I jumped in super late into this whole streaming craze um, because streaming kind of took off in the mid-2000s. And I remember thinking, uh, and, you know, I was fairly young. I, I should have had that mindset of like, oh, this this could catch on. No, I, was, uh, I wasn't thinking this could catch on. I was thinking, man, people will never want to stream music. They'll want to download it and keep it forever. Fast forward to now, and I'm all into streaming. Like, I, I prefer that over having to download your songs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean don't get me wrong, bro. I still have CDs. Damn, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I only keep them. I'd rather much listen to my stuff than the radio, obviously. Oh, true, If true. I listen to radio, it's going to be for news or something like that. But other than that, I mean, I do listen to Spotify or I'll have... Oh God, Pandora, but um, uh, I normally just keep my CDs just in case, you know, when I'm traveling and I hit dead zones and you can't get shit. Yeah. I, I have the CDs for that, but uh, to be honest, yeah, I mean, streaming is where it's hit right now, man. Spotify really is my favorite. 
Uh, and, you know, we, we we polled our audience to see what they listened to, and y'all overwhelmingly voted for Spotify. I think I'm in the lone, <laughs> I'm in the lone camp of title. Uh, I really like that uh, music stream. Boo! Boo this man! <laughs> I just can't get with Spotify, man. I can't title, get Title, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> Boo this man, somebody. <laughs> but um, you were talking about CDs. I remember being very proud of like being able to collect CDs because the, the CDs have the cover art, the very whimsical sometimes designs. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and just collecting them just kind of had, had a sense of like ownership over it. Um, is, was there a CD in your uh, in your collection that you were like very, very proud of or it's your most prized possession? Uh, yeah, to this day. To this, to this day. day. It's going to be uh, Google Dolls Dizzy Up the Girl album. Dang. Um, we'll get into that here in just a bit about uh, why that album speaks so much to you. Uh, I recently went to Second and Charles. And for those who don't know, Second and Charles is like an FYE or like a Hastings uh, where they have a bunch of books, collectibles, electronics, um, and they have a whole section devoted to CDs. I found a couple CDs that uh, definitely brought a lot of nostalgia to me. Uh, Luis, do you remember Semisonic? Yeah. Yeah, uh, what's that? How did the little, how the little song? How did it go? Closing the little song. Time. Closing time. Yeah. Yeah. Time. So yeah. I remember in the early two thousands when Semi Sonic came out, um, dude. I remember listening to that song and going, "Oh my god, that is that is amazing. That's an amazing songwriting. That's that's. I love I love the jam. I love all of it. Right. I bought the album, yeah. uh, two thousand one, and I remember feeling so disappointed because I only listened to the one track. And I didn't give the other tracks much of a chance. Um, but after mm. listening to it now, years, years later, I have the album now. I, I rebought the album. Uh, I've got I've grown quite fond of their of their sound and the songs from Feeling Strangely Fine. Um, so to me, Semisonic, among other CDs, are my prized possession. Dude, uh, we were, you were talking about us listening to the radio and listening to the songs that were on the radio. And yeah, Semisonic was one of them. Yeah, and I also remember a bunch, a bunch of other songs that also came out on the radio that were like, "Oh yeah, we like this. We kind of like this." Yeah, uh, a lot of them were what, um, Smash Mouth. Oh my! God. What else? <laughs> I remember like Sugar Ray. I thought Sugar that was Ray. peak music. I honestly, and and I think this speaks back to what you were saying earlier, uh, that the region that we live in kind of influences our taste. And I, for whatever reason, in my mind was like, "Oh, Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth." Uh, all of these artists are like that's that must be peak music. Only to learn later, um, and this was early in my college career that that wasn't it. Yeah. So it, 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 yeah. it hits you like a freight train. Like, oh shit, this is not good at all. It's good. Yeah. It's okay. But it's, not, <laughs> it's not something amazing. Exactly. Once you make that realization and you say, "Oh my god, I I put I put a lot of confidence in a stock that's not worth all that much." Like Sugar Ray, there there may be four hits, and I thought that was peak music. Turns out I was completely wrong. Um, to be fair, to be fair to Sugar Ray, right? Their music, I would say, lands somewhere in a rating from one to zero or one to ten. I mean, oop, I can't count. Yeah, one to zero. Yeah, one to zero. That's how bad they are. No, from no, no, no. Worse. <laughs> bad to worse. No. So from one to ten, I would say Sugar Ray for me. Yeah. Land somewhere between six and seven. 
a six and seven. I mean, I, I could get behind that. But then you have bands like uh, uh, Third Eye Blind and Blink-182. Like, they rank a little bit higher, I think. No? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, and I, I want to say, like, those type of bands we didn't discover till like, late in high school. Which is pretty sad, right? It's pretty sad. Uh, and I remember uh, American Idiot came out the year before we graduated uh, from high school. And, man, it, it felt it felt like we were just a whole musical renaissance happened. Because now I had to look back into uh, Green Day's entire album and our entire library of albums and go, shit, we were missing out. Oh, yeah. There, there's no doubt in my mind that we're missing out on a lot of, quote unquote, what is music, right. good music. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would agree that at some point we just listened. We listened to what we listened to. And then we we take we took a look around and said, oh, shit, there's got to be more. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Um, speaking of music, let's talk about the main thing of today's uh, episode is music. Um, as we were working on our script for this episode, it forced me to think about music that we grew up with and the styles of music we enjoyed. I think we all get drawn to different styles, right? Yeah, obviously. So I think back at the music I associate with work and cleaning is what our parents would listen to. I felt like if you needed to be doing something, that was the type of music you needed to listen to. Oh, oh okay. Like uh, the stereotypical regional and pop Spanish music. Like Tigres del Norte, Huracanes del Norte, Vicente Fernandez, Antonio Aguilar, Julio Iglesias, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iglesias, Iglesias. That's, uh, isn't uh, Julio Iglesias the father of Enrique Iglesias? Uh, yeah, Enrique Iglesias. Uh, and now that you're gone, I just want to be with you. <laughs> that guy, right? Yeah, yeah, that guy. <clears throat> Apologize for my shitty singing, but uh, I, think that's, I think that's what he sings, right? Yeah, he does. How do you know? I can be your hero, baby. That's another one, right? How do you know these songs? Hey, shut up. Leave me alone, bro. <laughs> hey, no shame. I love songs that step away from the melancholy. So certain styles put us in a mood to exercise, reflect, and just take a moment to think. So for me, uh, being able to set up a mood to drive at night while the music is playing, now that is something. Ooh, yeah, dude. Uh, good one. The cruising. Having some music in the background, that's pretty good. And you know me. Uh, for me, any style of song that is melancholic in tone, lyrics just does it for me. So I do like that music. Uh, you can groove or dance to, but the melancholy style of music has a calming effect. Bro, I'm bothered that you just said groove. Oof. You groove, man? What? <laughs> you groove, man? <laughs> Was that, is that a 60s or 70s term? I have no clue. I'm going to say 60s or 70s. Uh, but I'd have to agree with you on one thing. I do, for me, I might prefer the melancholic songs with uh, sad and somber tones. Right on. Okay. Favorite but bands groove, and why? But Groove? No. Eh? Groove? You're still <laughs> on groove, groove? I'm sorry, man. Groove. I'm like thinking of like songs that you can groove to. Like it, it fits your vibe. Let us know, everybody, if you, anyone still grooves out there. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I'm really showing my age. I'm only a year older than you. I'm only a year older than you. Yeah, but I still have the sense not to say groove. Just oh I'm, just I'm just playing, man. I'm just playing. Don't, don't take it to heart. Or do. Take it, take Let's it take a moment of uh, saying our favorite bands and why. Go, Luis. Uh, okay, so it's, no, so it's, it's to no surprise that my favorite band is the Goo Goo Dolls. 
they've been a favorite of mine since the late 90s. And since I discovered their music, I know they were earlier than the 90s. And I like their earlier stuff too. But the reason I'm saying I like the Goo Goo Dolls now is probably just for their sound and their music. Yeah. And I'm going to go strictly off of uh, the, Dizzy Girl, the Dizzy Up the Girl album. I think that album is very catchy, has very melodic pieces. But the punch of the album comes from their powerful ballads, man. It's just incredible. Um, I think everybody knows the Goo Goo Dolls maybe from Iris. Mm-hmm. That's a well-known mm-hmm. song. But for me, uh, it's got to be Black For Blue. me? For me? So It's uh, Black Balloon, hands down. You know, that song has something about it. You know, I, I can't get tired of it, no matter how many times I've listened to it. While other songs I, I have, like Iris, I got tired of that song and I hate it. Oh, yeah? I like it, but I still hate it. And, uh, um, co-sign on that one, but yeah. Yeah. But I, I still think the Goo Goo Dolls are a popular unknown artist, you know, whose songs are recognizable to most people, and uh, but they don't know who they are. Wow. Um, but despite this, you know, despite my preference of the Goo Dolls and how they sound, some of their songs, especially on this album, sound somber, or somber and melancholic. Um, it's anything but that, man. It's anything but that. If, if anything, it gets even, I think it dies even more. Because uh, I used to think that it was all about, you know, um, it was, to me, it was, they, they were peak melancholy, ah. peak uh, somberness. Uh-huh. But when I listened to Black Balloon and uh, the reason why they made it, I learned that it was about uh, someone overdosing on drugs. Oh, damn. And that shit hit close to home. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that's just one of those things you find out about music. You know, you think you're like, oh, it's such a wonderful little love song. Oh, nope. Yep. Not true. <laughs> yeah. But what about you, man? Well, and I think you've known this for a long time too, Luis, uh, but for our audience, Lifehouse. Um, after 20 years, 20 plus years, they're still my favorite. Uh, I think I discovered them late in high school. Uh, I think uh, when Hanging by a Moment just reached its peak. And I started following them and listening to lyrics. Uh, heck, I even made a TikTok a while ago about them and their style of music. And uh, the, the question was posed that you could respond to was, what band is the greatest Christian band? And again, I have loose ties to Christianity. I, I still believe that there's a God, that there's a higher power like that. Um, but they're loose. They're very vague and ambiguous ties to uh, to, Christ, uh, to Christian messaging. It's in the lyrics. Um, the, when, when, they, when these uh, folks were answering the questions about what's the greatest Christian bands, some of them dropped obvious ones like uh, that Christian listeners would know, um, like Skillet or some of the ones that are very popular among uh, the Christian community. Um, but my response was a band that, again, has ga- gained mainstream because of Hanging by a Moment, Lifehouse. I feel mm. like their melancholic tones, progressive chords, their ambiguously spiritual lyrics make them the better Christian band. So I got to just throw down like no name face. I can never skip a, a, a track. If I if I start off with hanging by a moment, best believe I'm going through the entire thing until the very last note of everything plays, and then I could start over. Um, and then you've got you and me, uh, a very very popular song. It's still played at weddings. So unless you've been living under a rock, you may not know them. But you know, while they're not technically active right now, uh, they still have the name. They just haven't toured in a while. Yeah, you know, I think about I think the same thing about the Goo Goo Dolls where especially with the Dizzy Up the the Girl album, I think I can listen to that track from one to 13 and not skip a song. 
It's yeah. that great. To me, it's that good. And so do you consider yourself like a fan, a hardcore fan of the Google Goo Dolls to the point where you like, you can listen to their albums and be at the same time critical of some certain songs? I think to a certain point, up until recently, right? Yeah. I enjoy their music, but I haven't enjoyed most of it, some of their new stuff. So a lot of their 80s, 90s, late 90s stuff, I enjoy. Yeah. But after the, you know, after the, what, after 2000, maybe 2010, 2008, I kind of just, they're still my favorite band, but a lot of their, the sound has changed. And to me that, it kind of bothers me a little bit and it doesn't sound that appealing anymore. But I do like the band from uh, late or mid 80s up to mid 90s. Okay. Possibly early 2000s. I mean, Gutterflower was a good album. I think uh, out of... Yeah, the- it, was it was solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like uh, Gutterflower. Gutterflower is a, a solid album. I will say their most recent stuff, uh, Hey Ya, is, is an amazing song. It's an amazing track. I, I have it on my uh, Love Songs playlist. Oh, geez. <laughs> but until you, find out, until you find out the real reason why they're out it or something, right? But oh, geez. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, in all honesty here, I think the bands that we like, I think they're they're solid, okay picks, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody will say they're recognizable songs. People can like them. So um, let me let me throw this one out there real quick that uh, even our sister Martha, Martha, if you're listening, we're, we're kind of calling you out a little bit. Um, yeah. I remember having a discussion with Martha about music uh, a long time ago. This one's when uh, Linkin Park first came onto the scene with the uh, hybrid theory. Ooh. How everybody loved Linkin Park, right? Yeah. Uh, and they and they released you know some. Me, pretty good songs. Hey, I was among them. I was among that. Hey, Great. hey, hybrid theory is not too bad. It, I, it's a really solid album. Yeah. But uh, people, I think we saw the divide between fans when Minutes to Midnight came out. Martha, I remember talking to Martha about this because I told, I told her out of all the Lincoln Al- Lincoln Park albums, uh, Mid- Minutes to Midnight to me is my most favorite album. Martha was like, "Nah, nah, I can't, I can't get behind that." I would say Minutes to Midnight, their sound changed, right? But yeah. they were still, they were still, there were several songs in that album that were just like, they're, they're still good, you know. That's it's, what I it's thought. No longer, it's no longer a hybrid theory type sound but the the music you know it's still it's still good it's catchy uh it'll get you going um, yeah and it's 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 powerful and minutes to midnight was i would say yeah i would think a lot a lot of people would agree or some people would agree that it kind of teeter-totters right like what is this yeah but in yeah. my opinion it's one of, it's a, it's a good it's a good album man it really it is and if Martha ever wants to come on and challenge us on here, I've, I'm happy to have her on and talk to her, talk to us about why she feels that differently from Minutes to Midnight. I'm telling you, she probably says the sound change. Yeah, but and, and that's an important uh, point to make, right? Like most bands have to adapt to evolve to survive in the in the music industry. Yeah, but you know, unfortunately, by adapting, I think. And I'm just gonna bring the Google Dolls for uh, for an example, by adapting to a sound to uh, for new audiences, right? Yeah, you are kind of severing ties with the old audience. Ooh, yeah. Unless unless you're like you're a hardcore fan and you're gonna follow, like I'll give you an example, and I have to bring on Lifehouse. Lifehouse, I love you. You guys are awesome. But uh, uh, even as a hardcore fan, listening to the Almeria album, 
I was like, ah, I could pick up a couple songs that were really good. The rest are like not not their best and definitely not. Uh, um, I, I, again, I love the, I, the concept of the album itself. I could tell that they were changing or pivoting to uh, gain a more. How shall I say this? A Taylor Swift audience, the audience that likes to listen to country. Uh, oh, yeah. And and they were really trying to draw them in. And I felt like it felt it kind of was flat footed in that effort. Yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of showing our age here a bit. Saying, hey, this is what I like and don't like. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, I think there's, there, you're going to run into that with music, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm sure right now some people are thinking like, oh, what the hell are they talking about? Google Dolls and uh, Livehouse. When are they going to talk about real music? <laughs> Where's the new stuff? Come on now. <laughs> okay so you're absolutely right there was a study that found out that there's a cutoff actually for the type of music you listen to um oh. especially like as you go through decades right uh it's funny that newer generations appreciate retro music and they they're like oh acdc and all this other stuff uh, but uh, uh, excuse me excuse me, excuse <laughs> right, me go 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 unpopular opinion oh ACDC no ACDC is terrible oh, oh really Oh my God! Don't Luis, we just lost the entire audience. Yeah, I mean, you you could you could you could talk to him until your your face turned blue. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna budge from this position. Luis's at is at Rivas underscore Phoenix. If you want to talk to him about. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You know you're my big brother. You're supposed to be protecting me. Just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I disagree with you here. ACDC is a is a legendary, iconic band. No nah, hell no, bro. That screeching, that screeching sound. Oh, no. called, that screeching sound out of a singer. Hell no. Oh. And no. the music, I guess it's good for maybe like one or two songs, but after that, it just becomes screeching noise to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do it, bro. Oh, he's he's not co-signing. All right. How about the Ramones? The Ramones. They're the uh, essentially the the Godfathers of punk. I don't know much, I don't listen to them too much. Um, so I, I don't have an opinion on the Ramones. I, I think I do. I've if you tell me, oh, this is their song, I'll be like, okay, yeah, it's okay. But I really yeah. don't I really don't, don't don't know too much about the Ramones to make All it right. All right. make a solid opinion about them. But I do know and A C D C man, fuck that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> no ACDC for Luis. All right. Maybe so one song and that's about it. But okay. I cannot listen to a whole album like back to Let back. me guess fuck. back in black. No, not even that, man. Not even back in... Oh, my God. Oh. Thunderstruck is like barely, man. I could barely do it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I just learned something new about you today. Dude, I don't know how you can listen to that. <laughs> Bro, I cannot do that. I can't. <laughs> Hurts the ears. Fair enough, fair enough. Everybody has their own opinion about music. So what I was saying is, interestingly... When you hit your 30s and early 40s, new music sounds irritating. But I'm going to be honest, man. I haven't experienced. No, wait. No, no. That's a lie. I have. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I was just going to say, shut the fuck up. You know there's some <laughs> new shit out there that's crap. <laughs> but uh, what are some current pop music that is current for you that you have strong opinions about? Uh, Bad Bunny, man. I don't like it. Damn, really? He's super popular right now. His singing style is just trash too. 
he suffers with the he suffers from the ACDC thing to me. The oh. singer is just awful. What? The music could be, yeah, you know, I could get behind it, but the singer just fucking awful. Oh my god. Hell no, I ain't doing that either, bro. I kind of like Bad Bunny. There's this particular song I like. It's La Noche de Noche. That's that's a solid song. Shit. I got more things that I don't like, bro. I'm not surprised. You're an expert hater. Oh, yeah. Fucking black belt on that shit. Uh, but you ever heard of Peso Pluma? Uh, no. Uh, but it sounds like you're going after a whole genre. Yeah. They're also fucking terrible. I can't do it. <laughs> These fucking corridos tumbados or tumbado music. I can't do it, bro. Why? Natanael, all them other motherfuckers. I can't, I can't get behind their stuff, man. It sounds, again, they suffer from the music. Well, they, they suffer from two things. The singers sound like shit to me, right? And their music, the tumbado corrido or tumbado sound is yeah. awful. It clashes with, their, with the voice, too. It's like, God damn. You know, for me, I'll just put it this way. It's not my cup of tea, man. Not I'll skip well, you are the expert hater. I am. Black belt. Black belt and hating. <laughs> I went to Hating University. And graduated summa cum laude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Top of my class. And hating. Dang. Uh, so it's some of the mumble rap for me. It, it sounds it's not so good. It kind of sounds trashy. Um, listening to it has forced me to appreciate the worst of the classic rappers, like Mike Jones. Damn. <laughs> damn. I would agree, though. Mumble rap is, ugh, damn. Also, another thing is like, god damn. Uh, but to I, me, it's, yeah. it's again, it suffers from the singing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does. Singing. But see, I think mu- new music forces us to appreciate what was already before. If we had the lowest common denominator of music, you appreciate just a little bit that they existed at least. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, again, you, we have to understand and accept that our our music tendencies and our, our biases and our preferences are based on where we grew up in, right? Yeah. So a lot of this, maybe the sounds that I don't like probably hit me just because one, I'm showing my age, you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting old. Like you just said, that study that says we found new stuff. New stuff every day. But two, it's where we grew up. You know, we didn't get a lot of that, so to us, it's, it's still new. Yeah. But again, I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill. I hate that shit, bro. All right. No, no. Hey, nobody's gonna change your mind. Um, I hate it. So true that we grew up in a small town, and I think that influenced a lot of our musical taste. I think leaving Clovis and leaving Portales has allowed me to expand more musically. Uh, living in Fort Collins, for example, like you know. Uh, I'm more into the indie scene. I, I love indie uh, music. Uh, it has to have a more classical sound. It has uh, um, a different vibe to it for sure. Um, but And I think this is uh, something that you and I discussed is like, as we move to another place or we discover a new, a new uh, genre that we kind of get attached to it and we're like, you know what, I, I appreciate this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you could say that. Okay, so we're going to move on and say... What's a song that you say you're not ashamed to like, and uh, you're you're like you know what I, I listen to it once or once in a while, and I'll say before you answer is for me like a lot of people there was a controversy right with um, you remember the artist uh, Lil Nas X, yeah yeah there was there was a whole controversy about when he wrote the song um, what what's that uh, uh, 
Uh oh. It, it landed it on the country. Yeah. It was it was under the country genre, and the, he caught a lot of attention. And then he released uh, music that was uh, very anti um, anti theology. I'll just say. And then okay. uh, he released a song called "That's What I Want." Man, I love that song, even though it's personal to Little Nas X. Like I, there's so much in the, his lyrics that you relate to. Mm. Oh, wait, hold on. When you say unashamed to say, what do you mean? Like, do you find a sense of shame in listening to the kind of music? Because, like, I'll say, I there's some stuff that I listen to, and it's some weeb shit. You know, <laughs> it's some sort of <laughs> weeb stuff. Like that? Do you mean like that? Because I'll I mean, say I listen. I listen to a lot of weeb stuff. Yeah, and a lot of pop. I guess music you wouldn't openly listen to for fear of being judged. Then yes, I would probably, I would say a lot of uh, weeb or anime shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start some controversy and maybe get, we get our audience involved here. Name a song or artist that you just say, nah, I don't get it or I don't like their style. Uh, well, again, for me, for me, for me. <laughs> it's a it's several genres. Uh, one, country music. Can't stand it, man. Either really? Old shit, new shit, or pop shit country. I can't stand it. It's, it sounds horrible to my ears. It not even Taylor like, Swift? No, not... Well, no, no, not even Taylor Swift, bro. To be Bruh! Honest. Yeah. Oh. Is, is, is she really country? Come on now. Man, she's, uh, she's crossed over into the mainstream, but I, I will say Maria, our sister Maria, Maria, quick shout out to you. Uh, she's recently converted me into. I, I listen to occasional songs of Taylor Swift, but are they country? Is my thing. And again, I'm going to go to this. I'll, I'll let me get back on track here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the country, a lot of country, sounds like nails on chalkboard or a dying animal, a bag full of cats to me. It's bad, yeah. man. I don't like it. Country sucks. Oof. I'm going to throw my artist out there, uh, the, the one that I cannot stand. And I will, my kids, when I ride the, in the car with them uh, and we go, and when I go drop them off, sometimes we'll occasionally listen to the radio. And this artist typically pops up. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly cannot stand him at all. Oof. Oof, yeah. That uh, I, I terrible, lyrics, on terrible the radio. Music. Yeah. Why is he on the radio, man? Jesus. I, I, I don't know. I, it, for for I, I just don't understand it. I, I look at him like there's no talent there. There there's absolutely no talent. And people can at me. My my handle is at professor underscore Rivas. Uh, if you want to come at me, but uh, no, yeah, I, Machine Gun Kelly, the absolute worst artist. Period. I'm sure there's someone out there listening to saying you take that back. <laughs> at me, Professor Rivas. Right there, yeah. Instagram, or or at the uh, Fifth Dimension podcast, uh, send us your message and let us know what you think. Yeah, would love so, to hear your defense of Machine Gun Kelly. Oh my God, oh, Machine Gun Kelly, Jesus! And and on top of that, do, do you remember the that uh, what was the that film that he appeared in with uh, uh, with Sandra Bullock? I have no idea, man. It's that uh, where you can't uh, they they have to cover their eyes. Is it Bird Box? No, Bird Box. Yeah, bird box. His acting was just oh, horrendous. It was horrible. But we're not talking about acting. We're talking about music, yeah. which he's terrible at both. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna challenge you on that. All right, man. 
So let's talk about soundtracks because we we devoted a much much of our episode so far on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's up? Back to another. I'm gonna go back to another. Uh, oh. Uh, this go. I'm gonna hit a band specifically. All right. But okay. I cannot stand the Smashing Pumpkins. Don't you take me. that back right now. You shut your dirty little mouth. No, don't at me. That's slander. Smashing Pumpkins. That is, is slander. A you are slandering the whole Moving night. On. Oh my God. No, no, no. We gotta, we gotta stick with it. I, 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 I am very opposed to this opinion because the Smashing Pumpkins, they're they're genius writers. Look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're not genius writers or that they're not liked, right? Yeah. I'm saying for me, okay, <laughs> for me, uh, uh, yeah, I just don't. Again, they suffer. The singer suffers. Stop. What all the things I don't like. Stop. We don't even but it matches the tone of the melancholy. Oh my oh, God. Jesus, bro. It's, most of his song sounds like that. So I was like, I can't do with it. Oh Smashing Pumpkins God. is another one. Don't at me. I'm done with uh, At Luis, uh, this one I, I will uh, disagree wholeheartedly with Luis. I think the Smashing Pumpkins are an outstanding band with outstanding lyrics. And the singer matches exactly what they need to sound like because. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you've got uh, Billy Billy Corgan uh, and Darcy Retsky, Jamie Chamberlain. They're just talented artists that know how to write music and write. And and you, I think I think your main issue is with Billy Corgan. Probably just the singing, because I'm not going to deny it. The the music it sounds good. It makes you you can you can hear them and say that's Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. But what I don't like is the singing, the singer. Billy, I, I'm not saying that he sucks, right? Because he can yeah. probably be a, a good uh, uh, lyricist and uh, or, or a music writer. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. But to me, it's the, the actual singing itself is just like uh, it, they suffer, like what ACDC does. Only one or two songs, and I and that's it, man. That's all I can do. Okay, I'll. I I know you have your opinion. I have mine. I think we we definitely diverge <laughs> hardcore on that. Um, yeah. Oh man. And in this moment, I was thinking of another artist uh, that you and I, uh, and I think we might diverge a little bit, R.E.M. Yeah, that's a mixed. I have mixed feelings about R.E.M. Mixed feelings for me, too. I, it's kind of like you love and hate them, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw a final one out there, and I think you and I can both agree on this. I recently, and I think back in the early 2000s, they, they would play uh, this song uh, called December. Uh, by Collective Soul, the oh, yeah. it, it would play over and over. I love the song, uh, but it was it was so overplayed. I just didn't want to explore Collective Soul's collection. I didn't want to I didn't want to explore anymore. But it wasn't until recently that I really started loving all their albums. Like man, oh yeah, uh, more yeah. recently, like the the one I really connect with is uh, the title called Run. I, I really love that song. Collective Soul's good, man. You will not hear me object to them. They're okay. good. So again, if you want to at Luis for his ACDC opinion and coming after country, his handle is Rivas underscore Phoenix on Instagram. Hey, you could do all you want. I'm not going to reply. <laughs> so highly recommend that you engage with us then on Instagram on the Fifth Dimension podcast. Add us. Let us know what you think. Uh, tell us where our music opinions are trash. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that my, my taste in music is the best. When there is no... not. There was no point in this episode that we said my my preference of music or my taste in music is paramount to anybody's. That's true. That's true. We 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 make that disclaimer saying knowing full well that 
our musical tastes are our own and uh, any opinions, right, are, are ours. So, all right. Luis, yeah. Let's move on to this uh, next uh, topic of soundtracks, because I think soundtracks, when uh, when you listen to movies, a, a lot of people don't realize, like, the music, music makes the movie, right? Uh, soundtracks, yeah, like uh, movies, movies, music movies. Yeah. Or music from movies. So... Um, I'm gonna uh, jump out of here and say let's 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 talk about our favorites. Um, so, my favorite. Let me guess. Let me guess. What's up? Spider Man. If it, if, it, if you're referring to the 2002 film, surprisingly, no. What really? I thought Spider Man was your thing. Oh, Spider Man is my thing. But if you asked me. Five years ago, the Spider-Man 2001 soundtrack was on the top five. It was. Uh, but now, more recently, no. Uh, here are my five top five that I can play with no skips. Uh, okay. The soundtrack from Gravity, the film with uh, Sandra Bullock. Spider-Man right. Into the Spider-Verse from both the artists, the various artists. Spider-Man had to be somewhere in this list. I mean, Spider-Man is in there, but it's not the 2001 film. Uh, right, many right, of Square is- Enix's soundtracks from Final Fantasy, Star Ocean, and Chrono Trigger. Ooh, I was gonna I was gonna make fun of you, but I was like, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna crucify myself. I was gonna say nerd, but you know what? I like those songs too. And then also to round it off, the Dark Knight. Ah, uh, that that uh, with uh, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger. That soundtrack is just phenomenal. And then X Men: Days of Future Past. The soundtrack. Uh, nice little list. I think I would go with. I don't have a top five, but the, these. I guess for me, it's a top three. Oh yeah, um, I do like Gladiator soundtrack from Gladiator. Um, a lot from The Matrix, the movie, and Interstellar for sure. Ooh, Interstellar! The Interstellar is really good. That soundtrack is solid. Yeah, it, it always it always peaks like a sense of wonder, right? Like it always makes you it puts me in a state of uh, creativity. Really, mm, I like that. I like that. All right, Luis, we're going to wrap up this episode now. So let's go around and share our five tracks that our audience should listen to. Now that we've trashed entire genres and artists, let, let them listen to our stuff and let them trash us back. Trash. Absolutely <laughs> trash. Uh, okay, so my top five in no recent order, or no order really. I'm going to go with one, Black Balloon by the Goo Goo Dolls. All right. Two, Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, good. Three, Duele el Amor by Alex Sintek. Four, Rosas by La Oreja de Van Gogh. And five. Oh, you guys are going to love this one. Oh, God. Silhouette by La Harl Square. Yep, it's a weeb song. <laughs> <laughs> you had to sneak it in there. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, man, this is hard. But if I had to narrow it down to tracks that stand out, I recommend the following. The Beginning by Lifehouse, which is a deep cut because uh, it's not in the mainstream radio. You have to listen to the uh, Stanley Kleinfall album to get The Beginning by Lifehouse. Um, Let Somebody Go by Coldplay and Selena Gomez. I have a kind of a side story for this one. So I listened to so much of this song last year that the mm. algorithm for title thought I was a Selena Gomez fan. I love Selena Gomez. Don't get me wrong. I love her. Yeah, uh, I you know I just don't listen to her a lot of her music, but the the algorithm thought she does have a couple songs here and there. 
Yeah, yeah. But the, like the one with marshmallow? I like that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one's good. That was good. Uh, but it thought that I was a huge Selena Gomez fan. So it kept pushing Selena Gomez songs. I'm like, ah, it's, it's not like that. I know. I just like this. I like this track and maybe another one. Um, Beautiful Regret <laughs> by Semisonic. It's another deep cut. Uh, Somewhere Only We Know by Keen. And Te Olvide by Alejandro Fernandez, which this song is top, top tier. I love it. Um, so I also, I tried to learn Somewhere Only We Know on piano, but that is a very difficult uh, piano lesson right there. Shit, I bet, dude, I bet. All right, man. So what a great episode. Uh, how did you feel? To be honest, a little exposed. <laughs> a little exposed. <laughs> um, but otherwise, not too bad. It's whatever, man. All right, man. So shall, shall we call it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just call it. Um, as always, everybody, just remember to please elevate your consciousness and be mindful of the moments that pass, pass you by. Uh, realize your realization of your reality. Damn. Elevate your consciousness, please. I like that. Folks, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists currently has the doomsday clock at 90 seconds to midnight. Let's make every effort to be kinder to one another. Dude, I sound like a hypocrite. <laughs> Why? We can be critics, right? We can just trash certain genres of music. Okay, aside from music, let's still be kind to each other. Oh. <laughs>